It's me. It's me. It's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James. And by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gunn. Together we are the New Age Outlaws. And you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer, the Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter too, at VOC Nation. All right. See you on the Other Side podcast tonight, Paranormal Tuesday, hanging out with the casual preppers who are hunting down Bigfoot. Number one, let's bring in Miss Wendy Lynn. Wendy, how you doing tonight? Hello. I'm yes. doing great, thanks. How are you? Well, all right. All right. Enjoying. <laughs> you hesitated there. Well, sometimes I got to think about it. And then I looked at my scotch, and I'm like, well, I'll be, I'm just going to be just fine. Um, and then Can't let's be that bad. Right. And we are also joined by the casual preppers coming in here, Kobe and Cameron, all the oh, way. I got name right. Yes, all, all the way from Utah. Okay. First of all, uh, to everybody out there, one of the reasons we wanted to talk to the casual preppers tonight um, is because they released uh, last year a very cool documentary about their own hunt for the Sasquatch. That's Bigfoot. Um, and so, real quick, guys, let's get a little background about what you guys are from and what it means to casually prep. Man, that's such a good question. Yes. Um, so, Cam and I have been preppers for a really long time, um, but we haven't been the kind of prototypical doomsday prepper type, right? Mm -hmm. You've all seen doomsday preppers, I assume. Yes. Um, yep. you, you got a bunker, you got 9,000 guns and 100,000 rounds of ammo, all that kind of stuff, right? Um, <laughs> it definitely, it wasn't us, and we just kind of wanted to be a little bit more prepared for things that are happening or that will happen in everybody's life. Maybe you lose your job, maybe your car breaks down, maybe a volcano goes off, I don't know. We just want to be kind of ready for all that kind of stuff. And so that's why we started Casual Preppers. Yeah. Right. He agrees. That's it. <laughs> it's exactly what it sounds he, he, like. Yeah, he nailed it. Yep. Okay, perfect. <laughs> perfect. So that's that's our Casual Prepping. Um, and then, you know, where are you guys from? Um, you know, what's – like, you know, when you think of – we think of Bigfoot. Like, first of all, you don't think of Wisconsin. Even though we do have some big feet in Wisconsin. Yeah, um, yeah. You don't really think of it. Uh, and, you know, you obviously you wouldn't think of Hawaii, which is the only state that doesn't have a Bigfoot sighting. That is correct. Look at that. He's got stats. <laughs> That's, I try to bring, I try to bring it to the table. Nice. Um, so, you know, where are you guys at? And then what got you interested in going out there in the first place? 
right. Where are we at, Cameron? That's an easy one. You can answer that. Yeah, yeah. So how we got into looking into Bigfoot was... Where are we at? Yeah. That's where we're from. Where we're oh, at. yeah. Well, we're from Utah. So okay. I'm from northern Utah. I guess Kobe is too. And then uh, we both moved down here. You've been down here forever. And yeah. then I moved in like 2013 across the street from him. And then this is kind of shortly after that's when we started doing podcasts. Yeah, so we are in northeastern Utah, basically in the heart of the Uinta Mountains. Like right here. Like right here, yes. So, um, yeah, that's where we are. And so you want to talk about how we got into Yeah, so we do like an in-between podcast of talk. Well, we started talking about like the extremes of prepping and like what if there's werewolves and what if there's, you know, Frankenstein, all this crap, just to kind of goof around on the Halloween episode. And then we started moving into like paranormal stuff and we're kind of in a hot spot down here uh, apparently skinwalker ranch has had more ufo sightings than most anywhere in the country so anyways from that we were like why don't we just talk like kobe's grandpa ran a lodge up in the uintas and he'd had some sightings and we were like why don't we just go after it and yeah. see if we can find him and capture him and become famous <laughs> hey right so, why not yeah he tried like everybody else and he's a sneaky sucker Mm-hmm. So, do you guys, you know, living there, do you hear, have you ever heard of anyone else spotting Bigfoot up there? Anyone you know or any, yes. you know, so, local so stories? Actually, yeah, in the film, we actually talked to my grandpa, and he's the guy that ran this lodge for about 20 years, and I'd go up there every summer. It's up in the middle of nowhere at the end of this dirt road at about 10,000 feet in elevation. Oh, so, I mean, it beautiful. is like the boonies right and he always told us these stories i was i was a young kid you know like 12 to 16 years old he would tell us these stories about did he tell you about bigfoot before oh yeah for sure um it's been so long since i've heard these stories that's kind of why we had to go back and talk to him again and say hey grandpa what, what are these about you know um so he he's talked about it my entire life and there's actually quite a few people around this area that are very much into that world yeah like they okay they have like recordings of of people talking about their sightings they have these books just filled filled with different sightings around the area so it kind of seems like it's a little bit of a hotbed um where we Mm. live so it's always been something that that we've thought about so you know when you guys were like at thanksgiving or you know at christmas (laughs) and when grandpa breaks out the bigfoot stories is it like Mm. after the, the third eggnog or something like what did the rest of the family were your parents like oh Christ, grandpa's yeah I wonder, grandpa's I wonder. you know grandpa's squatching that's again. an that's, awesome grandpa I, look, obviously to us we're like that's you know that'd be the coolest thing if my grandpa came in it's like hell yeah i seen bigfoot <laughs> you know um yeah but you know what, what was the rest of the family like were they just like okay just not again um, you know, not really. It's, I mean, there was a little bit of that grandpa. He, he can spin a yarn. Obviously, if you see it in, in the, in the film, he can tell a story and you can't imagine how much I had to cut out to get it down to about a six or seven minute piece. He literally talks for three hours. <laughs> wow. We did not get out of that. <laughs> so I'm like, grandpa, I just need to hear like this story about this experience. And it was, it's hard to hone him in. He just loves to tell a story. Um, in, up, up at this lodge, he would have huge groups of, like, kids come up for, like, scout camps and things like that. And he would tell these exact stories when I was young. Um, and I never really got too much of that, like, grandpa's crazy, don't listen to him, like, from my parents, you know. 
it was always like, yeah, Grandpa's got stories. You got to listen to him. Um, so, All right. Respect yeah. for your elders. That's the that's that's very nice. That's right. right. And plus, as a kid, when you have such a, a vivid imagination, you know, at that age, there's nothing more fun than hearing stories about like, oh, you never know outside that window there. There might be something lurking right. around in the woods. He sucked me in. <laughs> 38 years old. <laughs> Like, there you go. Yeah, hell yeah. Your, your imagination I, I is still vivid. I, congratulations. When I was that. watching it, I was like, Bigfoot's real, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, listen to this guy talk. I'm like, this dude, this dude knows about Bigfoot, man. He's seen him. Yeah. He saw something. That's yeah, I was kind of half in, half out if we were even going to finish this project. It was kind of something we started. Hey, let's just see what happens. Let's do it. Yeah. And after Grandpa's stories, I'm like, shit, we got to go. Yeah, we got to go up there. <laughs> got to go up there. Like, we got to do it. And so, um, yeah, we just ended up going after that. Okay. That, that's awesome. Um, okay. So when you're talking about prepping, though, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for a Bigfoot adventure, like, sure. you know, what were some of the things that you guys were doing when, you know, maybe you're thinking, okay, we're going to spend some time out in the woods and this would be good for our podcast audience maybe mm-hmm. in that um, if you're going to spend a week out in the woods – hunting a huge hairy ape what could you bring to be prepared for all kinds of you know emergencies and things like that from getting attacked by bigfoot to be like the horrible smell of bigfoot to running into other hunters and i'm just kind of obviously i'm not a prepper but hey preppers what do you do to get ready for a week in the woods hunting down to big man oh for sure that's a good question i think that was kind of the huge part of why so the UN is, if you know, they're like 10,000, 11,000 feet up there. And even the time we were up there, it was sunny. And when we walked in, it it rained and it became like instant, like super cold. And then it got, and it's just a really extreme environment. So we were like, why don't we just take a bug out bag of equipment that we'd survive with like snacks and you know, we had protein bars and stuff. Wait, snacks, hold on. What's a, what's snacks. a, what's a bug out bag? And if oh, one yeah. of my friends says they have one, should, you know, should I be concerned? Should you, should you bug out? You <laughs> right. Have a bug out bag. Yeah. Guys. Basically it's a fancy 72 hour bag that you just throw on your back and you've got all the oh, stuff huh. to make some shelter, eat and kill some people or Sasquatch or whatever you want to do. All right. Well, fair enough. That's the perfect thing for a touring band. Yeah, yeah that's true. These. Yes. You're completely right. That. Yes, completely <laughs> right. Yeah, so, I mean, one of the biggest things we, we usually have to worry about is, you know, you want to make sure that we're, we're safe, so we need to take first aid stuff. And literally, I think 15 seconds into the hike, Cam cut his finger. I did, man. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, so, I mean, it always happens. So we Well, we had some gear, and, like, it was on my back, and I reached around to grab my backpack strap, and it slipped my finger open. Oh. Yeah. So it's kind of like you test that gear so that you don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, Cam is in emergency medical. He's been in emergency medicine. He's a he's a PA, so he can fix us up if Sasquatch tackles yeah. us and we break an ankle or whatever it might be. <laughs> right, he's there. He comes at you hard ball. like he's Rosie Greer or whatever in the nineteen seventy two Steelers. You got to when you're out <laughs> in the wilderness. You never know what's going to happen. It's good to have someone along who uh, knows how to administer help. <laughs> it's a huge deal. Kind of really situation. Is. And yeah. at one part. In, in the film, we actually walked, literally almost walked, Cam almost walked into a moose. Like, he was five feet from the <laughs> yeah, moose. Yeah, Oh, um, my gosh. So you just, you don't know what's going to happen when you're out there. So, it, the, it, the whole thing's an experience. I mean, even if you don't see Sasquatch, you don't know what's yeah. going to happen. <laughs> We've got on your mind, we're looking for this, like, hairy, 
massive beast, and then I walk up on this hairy massive beast. <laughs> oh, I know we found it in like five minutes. You manifested the moose. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now, I mean, let's think about, um, you know, I am not, I, I've camped a bunch of times, and I'm not, I don't know if you look at my, you know, shelf or whatever, you see a bunch of Alien and Doctor Who stuff. So I'm, like, so my... My shelf is not the shelf of an outdoorsman, let's say. Sure. Um, you got the bandana. I was going to say. I do have right. the bandana. I mean, I have the bandana. When you were, when you were tying the bandana on, I thought you were getting ready to have a cowboy supper. Right, I am. No, I, I just was wearing the bandana all I was wearing the bandana all day. So it just kind of came with me to came with me here. Um, so that's just prepared in case uh, that's just, you know, so I'm ready in a fashion emergency is most of my emergencies. But, you know, if so, if you guys um, like, what do you what do you bring beyond the basics of like? Okay, we have a little extra food. We have a little, you know. Is there something that most people don't think of that you have found invaluable for an overnight or a couple of days or when you know you're, there's no toilet, there's no regular, you know, there's no access to just a gas station with a john for a shower and yeah. stuff that you're like, thank God we brought this because if we didn't, this is gonna be miserable. Yeah, there's a few things I can think of. I mean, hopefully most people think of this, but you got to take toilet paper. I mean, you just do. That's Kobe's oh, favorite. Oh yeah. Okay. You, you know, yeah. there's not an outhouse. There's not a, a bathroom. You're just gonna have to figure it out yourself. So, so leaves aren't gonna paper. leaves leaves aren't gonna cut it. That's stupid. Don't or, use. Okay. Leaves. Okay. I mean, <laughs> or yeah, or, you or got your to, you can. Or your bandmates dirty clothes. Yeah, that's that's right. also doable. But you know what? Just take the thirty seconds and grab an extra roll of toilet paper. It doesn't weigh anything and throw it in your bag. Yeah, um, you don't want to. Yeah, you'll be getting blisters in the b hole. Yeah, because you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Not worth it. Oh, no. um, the other Oof. thing you want to think about is a headlamp. A lot of people want to bring just a flashlight. Oh, Get dang. a headlamp. That's that's you want to be hands free. You know, if Sasquatch comes at you, you're going to need all of your extremities to do this you know what i mean to get away so i think i think the other thing that i found that in our videos we usually start a campfire and i found even when you think oh i've got a a lighter that's all i need but we've ended up needing a lighter and gasoline and (laughs) like you need multiple ways to start a fire and know how to do it because it you know Mm -hmm. you go up in the forest it's way wet and the wood's all damp and you got to have a lot of different ways to do it, and so that's what I would take with is some uh, several different things to start a fire with. Yeah, that's okay. a good point because at the end of a, a long day of Sasquatch hunting, you don't want to be without a fire. That's like that's Absolutely miserable. Not. We call it squatching. I don't know. Squatching. Sorry. We figured everything <laughs> hates fire, so. So when you guys were working on this, um, and you were and you were getting ready, you're like, okay, uh, there's something in Bigfoot. My grandpa says so, and I, I love. I love Majaja or whatever, and you're like, we gotta go. And yeah. so when you're doing it though, how are you preparing? Are you watching like other Bigfoot shows? Did you watch Harry and the Hendersons a couple of times? Did you? I watch like, that twice a year, no matter what. <laughs> right, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if Big Feet one. are out there or not. Yeah. But um, was there anything in particular that you were like watching, like finding Bigfoot? Or destination, I don't know, Sasquatch. I don't even know what kind of Bigfoot shows there are out there. But you watch them and you're like, okay, we got to prepare. A lot of them. We got to prepare better there than are. this, dude. It's crazy. To be honest, I didn't. I don't really get into them that much. I kind of wish I did, and I never really have. We, I mean, I've seen an episode kind of here and there, but that wasn't 
really the process. I mean, we did a lot of what the the research we did was on camera there. You could see us like doing this, like the very basic stuff. We're looking at a few books. Cam, for some reason, brought a bunch of kids books. With well, him. Um, <laughs> my kids were into it when I was into it. So I was like, I'm going to use these books. They're straightforward. And so maybe there's clues in there. Yeah. Right. You never yeah. know. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, there is really good basic information there. So we didn't do a whole lot of that. We did a little bit of basic looking on YouTube. Say, so, okay, if we're going to try and call in Sasquatch, how do we do it? Like, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to look stupid, but at least we should look a little bit less stupid and kind of know. I recommend you look up those videos, too. <laughs> They're fun. <laughs> well, yeah. I, you know, I was well, just... Nice... Oh, go ahead, Wen. Oh, I was just going to say the nice thing is that you're out in the wilderness, so you only look stupid to each other. You don't have to worry about anyone yeah, else. Yeah. You know, well, I think Sasquatch is back there. No, it's giggling. Yeah. Well, unless <laughs> unless you're filming a documentary and you're out there and you're like, here's how we do it. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. We tried most of the methods and unfortunately he didn't come. He didn't come to well, us. Don't spoil it for him. Oh, well, what if they haven't seen the film? That's true. I did. I spoiled it. We might. We might. <laughs> and there's a couple of things. We, we can censor that out if you want. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely you guys will enjoy um, some Bigfoot calls uh, when you watch uh, the Bigfoot by the Casual Preppers. You guys will enjoy. Yeah. Um, awesome. You know, a couple of things that I was thinking about when you guys are going out there is um, what was the you know when you made a plan of attack, were you like, you know, let's go to where my grandfather's you know had seen stuff, and was it let's go at night let's go during the day let's go back you know maybe go during the day check it out come back around um find places to hide where they might kind of sneak in or was there any kind of certain you know obviously preparedness is what you're uh wait i mean casually yes um so not that serious but (laughs) you know casually prepared is your name's thing and so and, you know, what was the plan of attack to be like, okay, maybe the best time is to – maybe he likes magic hour and comes out at, you know, right at twilight or whatever. Is there any thought to like the the best times of day or the best way to kind of get him on film? Yes, we did think about that. Uh, the hard thing is nobody has any damn clue. Um, and so <laughs> right. uh, neither we, do we. We are talking about Bigfoot here. Yeah, we're talking about Bigfoot. This isn't like something you can plan out very well. But uh, we did want to go to the area that my grandpa had seen. I mean, we got really close to the area where he had actually seen some footprints. Um, We were just down below that. And we actually walked right past the deck where he had seen the hairy figure come by. So we were there. We were in that area. And uh, the plan of attack was to try and go out in a few different times so we went out one morning and we we're kind of out all day kind of doing a trek around a couple of lakes we thought might be good and then we actually came back to camp and then went back out that evening at dark um which is not fun which was yeah it was a horrible experience but we did it uh, we got it on camera and that's why i mean that's why you bring your headlamps right you're right yeah. you know there's actually a website that that people log where their sightings were and there was one not too far from town and so that's where we set up some trail cool. cams too we're like maybe we'll catch him because yeah. nobody else has. <laughs> but I, I know he's sneaky he is he's smart we, I guess. uh but <laughs> so we released this film on youtube right and i just we didn't realize how many bigfoot experts live on youtube as commenters. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, it is the most ridiculous thing you've yeah, ever we seen. Yeah, kind of torn apart. And so we didn't. Oh no! Yeah, we yeah, didn't know that. Bit. We didn't know that Bigfoot knows when you've got trail cameras up. We just didn't know, right? So wait, uh, what's a, okay? For for a guy like me, what's a choke hammer? Because it sounds like a, a like a, a WW- trail cam. Oh, a trail cam. Oh, I'm sorry. A I, trail I thought he said <laughs> choke. Like Bigfoot, Bigfoot knows when you got choke hammers up, and I'm like, is the Hulkster there? Casual preppers. It's a normal hammer. You just choke up. Yeah, just <laughs> choke up there, and you kill Bigfoot. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, it's the one weapon that will defeat Bigfoot. <laughs> It's like a silver bullet for a werewolf. You got to get a choke hammer. For fair, fair enough. That's ancient, yeah. ancient indigenous people's legend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I apologize. I did not enunciate. I'm talking about a choke. No, it's okay. Um, Compression. Yeah. I have so a question the, for you guys. Yes. Okay. So we have here in Wisconsin, the, the Kettle Lorraine area is known for being a Sasquatch. Uh, so a lot of sightings happen there. And it's also all kinds of weird high strangeness that people witness in that area of Wisconsin, just a very wooded, remote kind of area. And we have friends that go there and and go squatching. Um, but my fear is, this is just, this is me being practical, being skeptical, and just being uh, human. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always more afraid of coming up on another human that's out there creeping around okay. at night, you know, on the prowl, either for hunting or whatever they're hunting for, Bigfoot or animals or doing whatever else people do in the woods at night like yeah that would be was that a concern for you guys or was it remote enough that you were um, not even worried about humans well i never want to run into other humans yeah <laughs> like you even like, even in a non even in a non bigfoot setting pandemic yeah. oh yeah. um you know it's always a worry i think when i go out uh, i was more worried of like bears and cougars and yeah oh, I, oh yeah sure. That's that's it is a worry. It's less for me. I grew up in that area. I was there. I was in that area literally every summer for about ten years. I know okay. it so well. Um, it doesn't scare me as much as it probably did Cam. I mean, he's just a wuss. I guess I was scared. Um, <laughs> Obviously, I think that is. It, I, people are way more scary than anything else I can find I out there. Too, but yeah, it is something we thought about. But I don't know. I don't think it yeah. like really scared me. That Big, bad. Bigfoot did not invent nuclear weapons. <laughs> right, Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah. He did. He didn't even invent pants. <laughs> well, I, I worry more about the the people that are like out there to scare the Bigfoot hunters. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, oh, true. you're looking for Bigfoot, huh? Let me show you something. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like. Right. <laughs> right. Do you have your choke <laughs> hammer with you? Okay. Um, a couple of questions um, from the live feed. Uh, Mark Johnson. Uh, let's start with his question. What do they think about the idea of Bigfoot being an interdimensional or alien being? And then mm. that's also followed up with uh, the man who suggested you guys as a topic this week, Chuck Martin. Do they think he's a missing up, missing link, alien, ghost, extra-dimensional entity, cryptid, or maybe just a really hairy, tall <laughs> son of a bitch? Mm, man. <laughs> Those are great questions. I think, you know, I'd never heard of the extra, like the paradimensional or, you know, interdimensional, interdimensional, ah. all the alien type of things. And, but 
I don't know. Nobody's ever captured him, so I'm like, maybe that does make more sense. Yeah, we do <laughs> but talk people about that. Really got after us on that one. Yeah, because that... we mentioned it a little on the film, and they're like, no, 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 no. What? Sasquatch, he's part of this planet. No, it's it's interesting though huh. because there's a couple of different in the in the paranormal world. Um, yeah. First of all, the people in the paranormal world love to fight. Like that's a big thing. Oh my gosh. Is that argue? I mean, you're just it's arguing about the angels dancing on the head of a pin. But they love to fight about it. and Well, don't forget, they also said they released it on YouTube. The land of the right. nicest people on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> the most beautiful souls on the planet. Right. Yeah, no, YouTube. Yeah. Right. Things get ugly on YouTube in like eight seconds. Like you put something up and you're like, you're fat. You're like, oh, yeah. okay. That was crazy. <laughs> um, and I noticed people talking about the interdimensional thing. So I think, you know, this idea that, you know... Uh, separates is Bigfoot something paranormal or just a hairy ape hominid, you know, a giant that we just haven't discovered yet, you know, the flesh and blood. And so you get something like Lauren Coleman from the International Cryptozoology Museum and every single cryptozoology show you ever could have seen in your life. And Lauren, he is firmly in the Bigfoot flesh and blood camp. Yeah, and he'll—I yeah. mean—he'll just take that. And I remember the first time, I, you know, somebody's like, "Do you think Bigfoot's a ghost?" And he's like, "Do you want me to kill you?" <laughs> no, I mean he didn't say. I mean, he, he would his, never his, say his that. Eye, no, Lauren's a nice wonderful guy. guy. He's vegan. Like he's not going to kill anybody, but he's a lovely person. But his eyes were like, like I just saw that it was like Superman's heat vision, and then I just saw Whoa. a hole in the back of the dude's head. Um, <laughs> you know, so I mean, very firmly in that flesh and blood camp. And then there's other people, like I think even Nick Redfern's onto that now, where he thinks that some of these cryptoids are more of a supernatural nature, as in yeah. an interdimensional being. And that goes back to the native legends a little bit. And yeah. I mean, I remember, I remember hearing about, and they talk, so, I mean, people in your YouTube, I read through the YouTube comments. That was a, no. that was a pleasure. Did you take a shower afterwards? <laughs> right, right. No, I had plenty of hand sanitizer. Uh, so I just sanitized yeah. my eyes. Um, yeah, it's crazy. And so, you know, but the, this idea of tr- like, so if you see a tree and that I've heard this from people when I've interviewed them about some different indigenous legends um, about an area close to Madison is that when the tree bends over um, and it touches like so a tree, like, you know, the way it grows, whatever, t- that's that's the place where they come through. Mm, like that sense. looks like a door right it looks like the door and so that's the door to the other I world i want to go through there right <laughs> obviously <laughs> like we want to go through the you know into narnia or whatever the yeah. bigfoot lives when you're hiking it's like oh what's that into Check sasquatch it. planet or whatever right, <laughs> right. planet sasquatch <laughs> um so you know so that idea that it might not be something flesh and blood now you know if People that you've interviewed or talked to, like when you guys were working on the movie, um, how have your ideas? And you think about you coming in, so you know someone who has an actual Bigfoot sighting, which is awesome. Uh, somebody you trust, not just a crazy person you meet at a paranormal convention, which seems to be <laughs> what happens to me. Um, but so you guys, you know, you have somebody, and then you've got these preconceived notions, and then you do the Bigfoot documentary, and then mm-hmm. you're talking to people and promoting the documentary and talking to dumbasses like us. Um, hey, so, speak for yourself. Right, speak, right. Wendy is not a dumbass, but I am, one, I am one, I am 1,000% dumbass. Like, 
Um, but, you know, how has your opinion changed maybe or your ideas about Sasquatch or things like that changed since you started the project to here we are over a year later, just around a year later, because the dates are on the cam. Yeah. Yep. Um, so we're just around a year later. So how have some of your ideas changed in that time if they have changed or you're just like, you know what? He's, you know, Bigfoot's just an interdimensional being and that's it, man. Yeah, so I think before, I, I didn't even consider the whole interdimensional being thing before I didn't either. I started this project. I just figured... <laughs> I'd never even heard about that. Yeah, it wasn't even a thing a thing for me, right? Um, and I think after talking to my grandpa, he kind of had a little bit of an idea about that. And once he said that, I'm like, oh, geez, maybe, yeah. That's, a, yeah. maybe that's why we keep getting these glimpses of him and nobody can get a picture. I mean, mm. I don't get it. Nobody can get a picture. Nobody can, you know, nobody's found bones. Nobody's really found anything. If, if he's there, what, what makes more sense than him kind of slipping in and out somehow between a bent tree, right? I don't know. But to me, if it, if it's real, that nine foot bent tree is pretty, <laughs> pretty easy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's as plausible as anything else to me at this point, if he's real. I mean, you would think in this day and age with so many people having trail cams, somebody would have caught him on camera if it, know, if it was yeah, an actual well, creature, you know? That was our assumption as well, but we didn't yeah. know that he, he sees a trail cam and he knows not to go there. Dude's looking for him all day long yeah. or he, whatever. He can sense infrared, apparently. That's <laughs> uh, what I've heard. Well, how yeah, many shows? I mean, how many shows do they have looking for Bigfoot? Like the, Right now there's like five shows looking for Bigfoot. And then at Skinwalker Ranch, they're looking for anything. Yeah, <laughs> they are. You know, so yeah. they're just like Skinwalker. Some Skinwalker Ranch. Somebody farts loud, and it's paranormal. Oh, it is. Yeah, definitely. Right. Yeah. And right. Ooh, that must have been alien beans. But the thing is, yeah. is you smell it. <laughs> right. Ah. Well, that's another thing. The smell Maybe of Bigfoot. And and people talk <laughs> about people talk about that. Um, you know that that Bigfoot smells super bad. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, we had a, a tough time with that because I, I mean, I had Cam with me the whole time, you know. It's, <laughs> I couldn't tell. Oh I man, he actually he smells fruity. Throwing Cam under the bus. Right. He knew we were coming. Right. Yeah. He knew. He knew that some Drac like he's like Bigfoot does not smell like Dracar Noir. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I go with. Is that Aspen? The classic Old Spice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um. All right. So I, yeah, there's definitely some change, and there's also kind of that religious side of like mm-hmm. this is Cain walking through, mm-hmm. walking around on Earth. I don't know if you guys have heard that one. Wait, no, no I, I love you know it. like yeah, Cain's been condemned to never die and right. walk the earth. So that's Bigfoot is just Cain wandering around. Wow, I've not heard that. Theory. You haven't heard that's, that one? That's yeah, a that, good one. No. Interesting I've because heard that one a few times before we started this, but because Chuck just said. Chuck just said maybe he's a vampire and doesn't cast a reflection. And ah. so that, um, you know, I used to play a game called Vampire the Masquerade in, in my role-playing days. Yes. And in that particular game, Kane is the first vampire. Who, oh, really? Yeah, who's cursed to walk the earth and drink people's blood or whatever. And, that, and that's in the story of the game. But that it's idea... It's a little crossover there, right? Yeah. I mean, they throw the Bible in because of the sci-fi. Stuff like, yeah. Um, but the idea that Bigfoot, uh, well, that's a way to explain it though, too. explain it and also have some kind of religious connotation to it. Um, yeah. 
is that, well, obviously it's Cain. And were we all that hairy in the Garden of Eden? I wonder. Like, that would be, <laughs> were we all that hairy? Like, Adam and Eve, no wonder they didn't, um, you know, they weren't shocked or whatever uh, by being naked because they weren't turned on because they smelled too bad. And they were too hairy. Yeah. Right? It was, oh, like the, it, was like, it was like walking around in the 70s. Like a 70s oh my porn. gosh. Um, yes. Okay. <laughs> okay we're, uh, we're off track here. I also yep, heard the idea of Bigfoot. This is pretty common for us to go Bigfoot being a subterranean, <laughs> a subterranean being. Uh, uh, and uh, like, like coming. Like Yeah. That we're talking about? Just, like the world's biggest groundhog. But, it's, you yeah. know, subterranean. And, and Chuck's in there with the hollow earth. Oh, Chuck. Ah. Yeah, right. He's like, hello, Earth. Hell yeah. Um, That's true. Maybe he's coming out of there. Yeah. He just pops up every once in a while to check on everybody. <laughs> you know, yeah. But, you know, that That's idea. Like, that bike it... left anything. Oh, no. Okay, I'm out here. <laughs> so, um, all right. So, I mean, I'm, there is no, like, I was going to say, it's a really fun movie. There's no particular money shot or whatever that's going to make it to the weekly world news. Oiler. Um, so, you know, but the thing is, if you want to enjoy it, it's a really enjoyable way to spend some time with some guys who are talking how you would actually search for Bigfoot instead of the fantasy land of, you know, uh, paranormal reality television. Um, yeah. <laughs> so when you guys were getting, you know, um, but like you said, so Bigfoot was just the latest in like the different kinds of prepping uh, that you would be out there for. So in your scenarios, like if you're talking about UFOs or zombies or, you know, as a prepper, what, you know, what apocalypse do you think poses the biggest challenge? Um, where you're like, if you're All not ready for if- ones and real ones, is that what you're asking? Yeah. So like, you know, what, what apocalypse yeah. you're just like, okay, we could make this one. Asteroid. Not, right. Versus <laughs> like, look, if you don't have your iodine tablets or whatever, you are yeah. effed. Yeah. You know, so like um, in, your, in your prepping adventures, okay. uh, just wondering what you think is the, uh, the most outrageous scenario versus the one will be just fine. Obviously, that's, excluding excluding the present apocalypse we are currently living through. That, that's the funny thing because a lot of people ask us the question, you know, what SHTF, the crap hits the fan event, scares you guys the most? And the funny thing is, is for four years doing this podcast, We've the always one said answer the same thing. has been pandemic. That's the no one that scares us the most. Yeah. No joke. And so it's been pretty surreal the past, you know, six months or whatever it's been to actually live through this event in a way i mean yeah. it's obviously a toned down piece of that but there's so many other but things look at the mess you know yeah. it's just like there's so many but other you things guys i'm sure you guys had plenty of toilet paper though right like oh, yeah. that was the problem i had was you know that for after that first week or two <laughs> i couldn't find toilet paper anywhere everybody oh, was ordering it we we I should have uh, been prepping we foresaw that that was going to be an issue so yes we didn't have to go get toilet paper so that's yeah. commendable yeah, we appreciate well, that. Well, people yeah. are the worst part of any of those scenarios. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, as far as the most crazy, um, I got to go with alien invasion. You know, like a straight up aliens are coming, Independence <laughs> Day, we got to fight back to live, War of the Worlds type thing. That's the craziest. That in, we, We're just useless against anything at that point. Yeah. Although we did do an episode on surviving an alien invasion. <laughs> we did. It was mostly it was called the hiding episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Best way to survive is in the basement. 
We yep. become the subterranean creatures. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> At that point. Yeah. That's what, exactly. what do you think, Cameron? What are, what's yours? The craziest one for you? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's really that's probably the one I would have said too. So mm-hmm. you stole it from me. Uh, well. You can't really defend yourself against a way more brilliant <laughs> species. Yeah. They got all you kinds know, of guns and different. Yeah. Sp- speaking of guns. Speaking no, of guns, do. though, and this is something I was thinking about when I was watching the movie. Okay, so what kind of um, – and I know the firearms are different in every state. Um, but what kind of firearm do you bring <laughs> legally or whatever? I mean because I, I don't know because people hunt moose and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah. what kind of firearm do you bring if you actually wanted to bring down a nine-foot hominid? Yeah, you well, have- you're ready – you're wanting us to get strung up on this one. Yeah. Um, oh. People oh. go nuts on firearms. Firearms are touchy subjects. Prep. Everybody's uh, an expert. I'm sure. But uh, you're going to want a big gun. You're going to want a big game rifle probably of some sort, you know. Um, Can you get an man. elephant gun in the U.S. anymore? Or is it like – is there an, is there an elephant gun weapons ban? Or? <laughs> you can get whatever the hell you want in the U.S., man. Um, <laughs> you can get a machine gun if you need it. Um uh. But yes, I mean, the biggest caliber you can get, I would suspect, I mean, they're not going to come down with a 22, you know, they're not going to come down with even a nine millimeter mounted 50 cal. Yeah. Drive yeah. it up around. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Large caliber. Okay. So just a big, I mean, not a 22. Cause I don't even know what's like what you can get at Walmart or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, but like the kind of, the thing is like, I feel like when you're going out there, you need to defend yourself proportionally yeah. to yeah, yeah, the yeah. Kind Let's just of, say we were. We felt comfortable with what we had. Okay, all right, all right. So the threat, uh, you, you, you brought something appropriate for the threat. You're correct. Yes. Okay, uh, you know what? Okay, just, just in case, you know, I don't know, what kind of, I don't know what kind of lockdown Utah went into. Uh, but in Wisconsin, they were like, just stay. We didn't. Have you seen the numbers? <laughs> <laughs> stay in your house. You're going to die. Uh, in Wisconsin. Yeah. Shelter in place. So if people, if, if the second wave happens... Or whatever, you know. Obviously, we're just talking about being prepared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what would you suggest for people if we're coming up? Okay, all the numbers are going back up again, and the winter time's coming. Uh, and so, I mean, whatever part of Utah you're in, I don't know if it, how, how. I mean, obviously, it was mountainous where you guys were, but winter time in Wisconsin is basically the end of the oh, world. I bet. Yeah, yeah it's really similar here. As yeah, well. and so, um, so just in case we all have to be home again, what are some you know, prep ideas when we have to face uh, the second wave of of the COVID apocalypse. That's a good question. I think um, your number one things are your water and your food at home that you don't have to go out and get. Yeah, that, that's your biggest like thing. Three months is kind of what we tell everybody to work. Oh for. wow, it's a, yeah, it's hard. It's a yeah, it takes you basically time. Basically, got to get family yeah. out and store it in their rooms. So, <laughs> um, right, because what is three months of food? Is that like, do you get the those dehydrated, They're like, probably packs? probably the easiest thing to do because you can't really – The nice thing about the dehydrated stuff is you can buy it once and leave it there for 30 years and you don't have to worry uh, about it anymore, yeah. right? That's great. Yeah. And, and, and we do, you know – Wait, like like dried like, like dried peaches or whatever you can yeah, eat? Yeah, like, like astronaut food. Yeah, but yeah, astronauts dehydrated. don't wait 30 years to eat it. Yeah, it's vacuum sealed. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know it could yeah. last that long. I was thinking. Yeah, they have 25 year shelf life foods. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet wow. they taste like 25 year shelf life. Right. Yeah, yeah. it's not gonna. I don't think you're thinking about taste when no, there's like, when there's an no. alien ray like just 
gutting your I'd neighbors. Buy a bunch of Cholula and yeah. Frank's Red Hot. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> and... um, so yeah. that's, that's a good way to go. But you can also just fill up your kind of non-perishable stuff in your in your pantry. You know, your canned goods and stuff like that. Just start building that up. Build up your freezer. Get a, get all the stuff you like to eat. Get more of it and, and build that up. And then the the next thing I would say is if you have any medications that you have to have, make sure that you have extra there um, mm. just in case stuff gets wild. You can't get to the store or the store shut down, whatever that might be, the pharmacies. Make sure that you have stuff that, that you need to, to get by for a few months if it's, you know, keeping you going as far as medications go. And that's a good idea. That's you don't, you don't think about that, like, right? Because what, like prescriptions oh. or whatever, if you can't yeah. get, like, what happens? Right. Um, you know, if you have warfarin or whatever, like for your heart or, you know, all no these kind kidding. of things. Or, yep. So we think about these things that keep our old people alive. Yeah. Um, yeah, and freeze-dried food. All right. So would you <laughs> recommend, like, so sometimes you listen to the radio and then, so do you ever hear ads when you're listening to the radio shows or anything that you're like, they are totally prepping the wrong stuff. Or like, who did Glenn, was it Glenn Beck? When Glenn Beck was on the radio, he might still be on the radio. But anyway, so he used to sell, he'd be like, the world is ending. Your family's, yeah. how are you going to feed your family? Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. going to be oh, like, yeah. the only way to then, do is if you get these food packs, because when the Democrats take over, they're going to slit all our throats. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever he says, you know, right? So yeah. what's the... Um, you, you ever listen to any of that and you're like, these guys aren't, you know, they're just selling people BS or is it, does yes it does stuff no. seem I good? Mean, yeah. Yes and no. I think, I, I think people start in the wrong places. A lot of times, you know, the, the, per, the place to start is those very basics in your house, having extra pantry food, having extra freezer food, having some extra water just in case. And then as far as prepping goes, we, we like to make sure that you've got that stuff. If, if your car breaks down, you have stuff in your car, mm. right? Or mm. if you get stranded on a hike, make sure that you have a few little things on you so that you don't freeze to death in the Wisconsin, you know, forest. Yeah, you're going to so, die. Yeah, that'd be bad. <laughs> those, those things that are actually going to happen to everybody, your car's going to break down at some point. You might lose your job at some point. So prep for those things. Get ready for those events. We like to call them your personal apocalypse, those things that are going to happen to everybody at some point in their life. Prep for those first. Then start prepping for the Sasquatch takeover. After that, you know, <laughs> you know that's an interesting. Like my mother would always like whenever I'd buy a car or whatever. Even when I was in my thirties, she would mm-hmm. be like, "Here's this hammer for you," and she would be like, "Have a hammer." Was it a choke hammer? It was a choke hammer inside the car, uh, just in case the car went underwater. Yeah. So she's sure. like, in case you ever go, you know, in case you ever, your car ever goes over a railing, whatever, you can bash out the window. And I'm like, mom, I think my pants are going to be a little too full for me to do any bashing at the time <laughs> once the car goes over. It sounds um, like you had perfect oh for parents. You got a ham radio operator for dad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's true. Look at this. Yes. No, They're very conscientious. The duct, the duct tape uh, and everything. Right. Well, well as soon as. as and. Oh, go ahead. When? Oh, I was just going to say that they, they well prepared our, our band van. We had all the um, emergency right, like cones and everything. So oh, when yeah. we broke down, we were like totally We even used the cones in way. like Dallas one time, we I think, when the van broke down. And the neon vests. <laughs> yeah, like, the vests. Yeah. Um, but it's, awesome. fun, you know, that kind of stuff though. Or, uh, you know, because remember after 9-11, they were like, here's how to prep for just in case – I mean, Invasion USA or Red Dawn becomes real. Yeah. And like Homeland Security was putting out that stuff. 
And yeah. like my mom took the checklists and she's like, do you have all these things? And I was like, mom, you know, I was like, you know, 25 or whatever. I'm like, mom, I've got a case of blats. <laughs> that's, a, that's where we are. Yeah, no, I mean, it's not a bad idea to just have a few things, you know, the um, FEMA, the government has a few lists online that are really basic, really simple. It doesn't take much to get them. It's it's worth it. You know, and you guys- I, I think we're all, uh, especially with natural disasters, think about hurricanes, uh, tornadoes, you know, all the kind of stuff that can affect people, especially now, since we've all been spending so much time at home, um, we're all learning that maybe we should have been more prepared uh, in the meantime. Yeah. When? Yep. Yeah, I'm hoping that everybody's learning a little bit of a lesson at this point, but who knows? <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. I don't know that. And hopefully the the toilet paper factories are back up to <laughs> full speed ahead. I know that sanitizing companies is like cranking it out. Yeah, um, I wanted to ask you guys real quickly. Uh, this is probably a very basic question, but with the water, I remember prior to Y2K when everybody was advertising, you know, get your gallons of water and store up. In your basement. Um, awesome scenario that one would have been. It was. <laughs> Computer but, takeover. We were, we were all super excited about it, too. We're like, end of the world's coming, guys. Thank God. What a freaking yeah, letdown. But, but we were, they said to put, like, there was something you, you had to do to the water to, like, keep it safe for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. What so, was that? <laughs> yeah, you can put a few drops of bleach per gallon. To oh! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't drink the bleach straight. Not dangerous. a good idea. Oh, like, correct, because bleach only takes care of the COVID. Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Uh, you can just go, you can go buy water tablets, but most of the time, honestly, okay. if, you, if you keep it, you know, in a tight container in a cool, dry place, it's going to be fine for a really, really long time. So, okay. That's yeah. yeah, your tap water's chemicaled up enough. Yeah, your tap water has <laughs> okay. chlorine, basically, so you're fine. Obviously, oh, okay. it's fluoridated here too because we got city water. Yeah. So obviously, the government's got a quick—you know—they can just right. get into my mind like this. Yeah, if you start sterilizing so, your water, you'll learn everything about <laughs> the matrix that you live in. The next thing I was wondering about is, as as casual preppers, do you guys have uh, like generators or solar panels or, or ways of? keeping our power going because that's my big fear is the second that phone battery runs out like that's it yeah yeah definitely yeah we, yeah i'd like to have more of that just to you know self-sustaining stuff i've got a small generator just to run a microwave because that's the easiest way to cook in america <laughs> there you go. hey but we do have a lot of different solar like small solar charger type things we have like solar lights and in those things solar stuff's super awesome because again you can charge and you, you don't need any of that power so um mm-hmm. we we highly suggest we have like some solar headlamps and things like that if you got to go squatching in the apocalypse yeah you're good to go. <laughs> but our house is our right because life does need to mean something Yes, yeah, you yeah. gotta live for something. You can't just live to, you know, use up all your toilet paper and die. Right, drink your own pee like Kevin Costner in yeah. Waterworld. <laughs> yeah, but I'm still, yeah. I still have more questions here about Don't this. So, <laughs> here she comes. That was a good movie. That was a great movie. For the prepping. Yes. Do you have like an emergency action plan for your family in case you guys all lose phone and internet? Like, meet at the flagpole in, you know, downtown or something like that. Like, because yeah. it, yes. I would think. If all the power is gone and everybody's, you know, mm-hmm. incommunicado, 
it would be really tough to try to find yeah, that's terrifying, right? <laughs> the people you care about. Right. Yes. That's, that's one thing that scares me like crazy. So I have, you know, I have three little girls, I've got a wife. That's the thing that actually makes me prep at this point is making sure that they're safe. Right. So we do actually have what's called a family emergency plan or a family disaster plan. And they're super easy to find. You go to redcross.org, search it on there, and they have like a two or three page thing that you just fill out, boom, and you're ready to go. Wow. At all. All right. that's, a, that's very practical. That's a great idea. Too. Right, because what's more important than your family at that time? Um, 100%. Okay. Now, Case of Zombie, this la- I mean, we had a couple of questions from the um, live feed real quick. But I'm just wondering, in the case of a zombie apocalypse, Uh-oh. and you got to go eat. The all apocalypses, yeah. Right. The, I mean, because then you could just pop, you just pop a dudes in the head. Uh, yeah, like a video game all day long. Right. It's like real life doom. Um, <laughs> yeah. So where would you go? Like, OK, so the first place um, mm-hmm. after you protect your family, do you go find your parents? Do you go find your friends? Like the first place that you go um, when the zombie apocalypse happens and you know you're probably going to be stuck with those people uh, for a while if you do get to a safe place. Um just wondering what everybody's first place would be. I'm going to Cam's house. And I'm going up on the mountain. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> there we go. That sounds Straight great. Confused. Yeah, that's a really good question. What? Where would you go? Um, Canada? No, I would. I mean, I would. My, my parents' house is pretty uh, remote. Is it? Oh, there you go. And it's also the top of the uh, hill. Yeah, you totally have to <laughs> Well, I mean, it's not, it's not that. Gosh, man. It's it's top. I mean, there's there's a valley. There's a valley to come down, and the top of the hill. So you could get, um, and there's a porch. So easy, we could shoot them as they're coming up. And Um, a ham radio tower. And a ham radio tower to contact. Can contact the casual preppers. Yeah. So, um, like their their houses. I mean, it's kind of suburban, but it's it's kind of wood anyway. And they're at least a mile and a half from the nearest cemetery. So I think we're okay. Uh, but I was just so Wendy. Where would you? Where was the first place you would go? Where's your bug out? I, I, I don't know. I have to think about okay. that. I don't have any very remote places that would be safe. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I would probably try to like find my my dad. I guess I would tr- like make sure my sister and my dad and everybody are safe. But I don't know. I got to work on the family plan. Sounds cause... like you need a sounds like <laughs> you, you need do, a plan, yeah. Wendy. Hey, staying home is usually. What the best thing is, yeah. Stay all we Tunker down. Right. Plugging in is your always your best option. You got all your home. stuff there. That sounds good. Sure, um, I can just play my instruments. There you go. Yeah. Right. Um, I feel like there's a lot of windows though. Like that always scares me. Like I my know. home has a lot of windows. Like the windows is where like this you're done. Yeah. Um, you got you got to have the the plywood ready for for that type of thing. Oh. So another um, supply we need from the live feed. Uh, Chuck, if it was the apocalypse and you had nothing else to eat, would you eat Bigfoot? <laughs> he would eat you. Ooh, I bet. God, I'd eat you guys. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I would. No. I heard he stinks, and I don't think it would taste very good. Yeah, so. no. I Getting don't think so. through all that hair? No, it's not worth it. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, okay. So I'm, I'm the vegetarian here, and I'm like, I would totally eat Bigfoot if it was the apocalypse. <laughs> because what else are you going to do? Like, yeah, you don't have a choice. Yeah. Um, I'm okay with a, a lot. Like I saw a live. Like I know what happens. 
you know oh or, what's that stephen king story at the end you the guy's just you don't really know so. <laughs> right just butt cheeks um <laughs> you know what's that stephen king story at the end with the guy stuck on the island and there's no food and then he's just like lady fingers they taste just like lady fingers Man, yeah, it's like some some dark ass Stephen King novel that not have a happy ending. <laughs> wow. Um, no, well, I guess the moral is make sure we have our uh, pantry well equipped with spices, right? Yes. In yes. case we need yeah. to cook things that, that might not be so. Savory. The other moral is don't get into the apocalypse with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I don't know, man. You come from great prepper stock. I'm, I'm heading to your your parents' house. Well, you if know? you're gonna be with Mike, you just have to bring your. Uh, what choke hammer? <laughs> just bring, hammer? Right, just bring the choke hammer. Choke hammer. He's probably just the most covert prepper out there. He's just trying to play it. That's a good but, point. Right. Like he doesn't know what he's doing. Right, and all of a sudden, right. and all of a sudden, you end up in my out. meat locker. <laughs> <laughs> and it becomes it becomes the road. Oh yep. my gosh. Oh god, man! Reading the road. That's a thing. I have to take a shower after I was done. I was like, uh, oh, I don't feel. I don't even feel good about the human race. Thank you, Cormac that's McCarthy. The most- depressing story ever i hate it i really do <laughs> yeah, i mean uh-huh. it's an it was like an oprah book club story too that was my favorite like oh the oprah book club let's read something uplifting by cormac mccarthy about the love for a father <laughs> and his son yeah. also it's the apocalypse and there's gonna be some cannibalism um yeah uh abby what if bigfoot can talk oh my gosh what would bigfoot say what the hell are you looking for me you know right <laughs> or you know or he'd be like gotcha like yeah. you, you assholes can't find me. You tried real hard. Yeah. Everybody's he tried. He has a British accent. Oh, you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got to have a British accent. Should I have a mask Would on? You please, please stop <laughs> right. chasing me. I just want to live here in the woods by myself. <laughs> Get away from my tree, sir. <laughs> Is there any truffles <laughs> around here? <laughs> Excuse oh, me. I'm trying to defecate hugely <laughs> yeah, and you're you just in my way as they are like, hell, i'm just trying to go to the bathroom <laughs> you guys are always taking pictures <sighs> um <sighs> okay mark would go to mark's in the twin cities he would go to the mall of america well that's a i mean that would be an excellent spot to ride out the last a long time there yeah dude, the mall of america's huge Good luck locking that sucker down. There's like probably 9,000 entries. <laughs> That's true. The entries are tough. The entries are tough. But at least you could spend uh, the apocalypse with the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. Oh, yeah, and Cinnabon. It's worth an it. An original cookie company. <laughs> I was going to say, it's, it's like worth all that work locking up everything. Just yeah, Dawn, of the Dawn, of the Dawn of the Dead was in a mall, yeah. Dawn of the Dead That's actually right. was supposed to take place that, – uh, the Zack Snyder, the 2004 one, uh, was supposed to take place in Milwaukee. It was. and uh, But they, they shot it in Canada, and so the stores were all Canadian. But the funny yeah. thing is, Milwaukee, we had a mall that was completely abandoned that they could have shot at. And it was at. my childhood mall where that's I right, spent Northridge. all my teenage Back years back. hanging out. Yeah, that's where, that's where Wendy uh, shoplifted for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did memories. not shoplift at Northridge. I did never at Northridge. <laughs> All right, Scott Bigfoot, hide and seek champion, still undefeated. Right? Well, that's because yeah, he, he can. Is. That's he when is. you can sneak. When you can sneak between universes. Yeah. It, oh yeah. That's, that's not fair. Right. Right. Yeah, like I can't even hide my. Game. I can't even hide my <laughs> gut behind a tree with my three-year-old. Um. <clears throat> You know, I got one last question for you guys about that. Um, not, not my gut. We don't have to talk about that. 
Um, but <laughs> your um, you you see the petroglyphs mm. in the area, oh, right, yeah. and I I kind of wanted a little bit more history about the petroglyphs and where they're from. And because you were seeing creatures with huge feet in the petroglyphs. So just, yeah. you know, that's part of the movie. And that's right in the beginning of the movie. So you guys, um, we're not spoiling right. anything, but uh, just a little bit more interested, uh, maybe some of the history of the culture that was behind that. Yeah. So there's, it's really hard to find a lot on that culture. So it's the Fremont culture and it was back like 1200 AD ish is kind of when those things were around. Cam has a few, you know a little bit about that, but there's yeah, not. the kid's book's pretty good about it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a choose-your-own-adventure, so I don't yeah. know how that I don't know, I got Sweet. But yeah, it kind of extended down into Colorado, and a lot of the drawings are, um, they're very similar. I don't know, you know, it never really explained why they drew one with, like, these massive feet. And there was one found in Colorado and in Utah that had that. Mm-hmm. They figured the drawings were for, like, uh, basically like the chain of power, like the different chiefs that they kind of mm-hmm. were keeping a record of. But there is, there's like two of them that have like a character with these massive feet. And so, yeah. And they're holding it. What looks like severed. Looks heads. like they de- yeah, decapitated. Yeah. Wow. So, awesome. Boy, it's super interesting. But yeah, to, to find any more information on it is really, really tough. Yeah, I can't. They don't and have you, much on it. And you do mention Chief Bigfoot. You were saying like, wasn't there a Chief Bigfoot? Yeah, yes. there was a Chief Bigfoot. Yeah. He was in... Uh, Wisconsin. Yeah, he was by us. Oh, really? And so the Bigfoot. Yeah, there's a couple. The Bigfoot Recreation Area. The Bigfoot is right by uh, Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, um, where. Bigfoot um, Beach. We have a haunted history tour. And uh, we, you know, Wendy and I, with our band, we've played in Lake Geneva and then gone to um, stay at the big, you know, like camped at the Bigfoot Recreation Area. But the. Oh, um, very cool. But we thought originally it was named after Bigfoot. Don't think the Chief Bigfoot. We're like, oh, it's cool. It's a recreation area named after a Sasquatch. No, yeah. it's Chief Chief Bigfoot's great too, but he doesn't do dimensional travel. <laughs> Not that we know. Um, right. All right. So number one, I want to thank you guys for taking so much time with us tonight. And I really enjoyed the film, Bigfoot, yeah, um, and the casual yeah. preppers. Guys, uh, people want to find you. Where can they find more about the Casual Preppers online and watch you in action? Yeah, so you can go to casualpreppers.com. Um, the podcast is on every podcast platform out there, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, all that kind of stuff. Uh, we've got a YouTube channel uh, where you can find uh, the Bigfoot, the documentary. Uh, just search Casual Preppers Podcast, and we're there. That's it. Right. And be That's nice on YouTube. Right. Yeah. You know what? Give them a like. Give them a subscribe. Out. Yeah, please subscribe. We appreciate it. Thank you. (laughs) Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. We've got a a Sunspot Acoustic Duo song for everybody this week. Um, Wendy and I decided to uh, put out a cover for fun. And so um, this one has always been part of our – we do this as part of our live uh, acoustic duo. And we're going to go back to a little bit of Rocky Horror with Science Fiction Double Feature.
Late night double feature picture show. That's one of our favorites uh, from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And uh, number one, the Doomsday Preppers, or the, the Casual Preppers, uh, not Doomsday yes. because they're just too much fun. Uh, they were a pleasure tonight. So thank you, everybody yes, who joined us for that. Um, <clears throat> obviously, special thanks to Patreons uh, like Chuck, who suggested yes. that episode. And other awesome Patreons uh, in the episode like Mark and Abby, Terry, uh, Pamela. Pamela. I would pay money for an entire album of Rocky Horror Picture Show covers. Well, you never know. Um, We did cover, uh, Ben and I, uh, back in high school, we did cover the time warp for a show too. So that could be still on the agenda. Yeah, no, it could be be a perfect pandemic project could be thank you That's abby nice with a love it there. with a love it <laughs> thanks abby we'll take all of your uh <laughs> thank you terry thanks you guys um all right so anybody who's watching this that maybe not be a patreon please check out patreon.com slash sunspot music uh Everybody who is uh, the supporters of us, we appreciate you guys so much you're saving our lives and making thank our life you. better um as far as fun things coming up this week, uh, we'll have a new song and another uh, fun hangout on Thursday night for the Thirsty Thursday. Yes. 
Um, at seven thirty. Yes, so seven thirty is Thursday, Thursday, and um, also uh, if you guys are into more paranormal talk, uh, our buddy Scott will be on Facebook tomorrow night, eight p.m. Facebook.com slash What's Your Ghost Story. Yeah, Weird Wednesday. Yes, at eight o'clock tomorrow, he is going to be talking about, I believe, his scariest experiences. Mm. So you don't want to miss that one. Yes, I want to know. Hopefully, none of them are. Right, they're like, all going to be in your house. In this, in this house, all going to be in your house. <laughs> so make sure you check out uh, Scott and What's Your Ghost Story tomorrow night at eight p.m. because it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Oh, and, and Scott's like, what can we do a Rocky Horror Picture Show with an accordion infusion? Ooh. Right? Well, don't dream it. Be it. Bring out Linda right now. Um, <laughs> so, okay. Maybe that's the song. So, you know, you know, Bigfoot's an interesting thing. Make sure you check out um, the Bigfoot. Uh, and we're going to, you know, link to that and stuff. Because the, the casual preppers, they oh, put yeah. some work. They went and found it. And they're very uh, cool guys. And, um, yeah, thanks to you. So if you guys have anything in particular, so we'll have some music for you on Thursday night. Uh, if you have anything you want to talk about, questions, music, movies, stuff, we, gross personal stories, um, I don't think no. anyone wants to hear them, but I could tell them. Um, whatever you want, just let us know. We're happy to talk about that kind of stuff. And um, <laughs> we love you. Hoppatootie. You know, Hoppatootie could do the accordion. Oh. That's the one that Meatloaf sings uh, in the movie. And Meatloaf also played Dr. Scott in the original Broadway production. Wow. Uh, so Meatloaf, uh, Eddie, and Dr. Scott were the same role. Um, but for the That's movie, cool. obviously, they got a guy that also played Blofeld in <laughs> Majesty's Secret Service. No, no, I'm sorry. That was um, Majesty's Secret Service was – the guy that played Blofeld was Kojak. Um. I'm not sure what movie uh, Charles Gray played Blofeld in for James Bond. Anyway, never mind. Anybody, if you're not a member of the Patreon, please check it out for the people that are Patreons. We love you in the grossest way oh. possible. And we have a hangout coming up. Oh, yeah, we Patreons. We have not officially announced it yet, but it will be uh, next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Right? Uh, yeah. After, uh, after our Paranormal Tuesday, we'll have a conversation with some Facebookers, and then we're going to move it over to Zoom, and then we can keep on and talk about it. So movies we're thinking about watching. Um, what Paranormal Activity, right? So the original, which is a classic. Um, I loved Paranormal Activity. Uh, I thought so that scary. was a great one. And then also the um, – oh, I can't remember the other one, but it's on my list. Poltergeist. No, I thought it was uh, the they oh, come at night in the or, shadow of the moon. In the shadow of the moon, and that's yes. on Amazon Prime. And I've heard it's, it's great, low budget kind of work. So we definitely want to check that out. So oh, I, it didn't seem low budget to me. I heard it. I, I heard it was produced on uh, really for, for eight dollars. No, it was just low budget <laughs> comparatively cause to the kind of special effects and things like that that we're used to. Um, okay. So which is awesome. Uh, Terry, love you guys. Miss you so much. Miss you too, Terry. And looking forward to spending some time with you in person. Uh, Chuck talking about the Bigfoot documentary. Uh, It's true. Um, They don't, it's very much less BS than other documentaries. And it's just real guys going out. And that's what makes it refreshing. Um, So, fantastic. We'll see you on uh, Thursday for music and for conversation for the normals. And uh, looking forward to hanging out and make sure you check out 
What's your ghost story for the live feed tomorrow night? You guys have a great night, and we'll see you on the other side. On the other side. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Wirtz. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirtz, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and In the Room, Featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro, both shows take callers live during the show. And recent guests have included General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger Sandy Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter, at VOCNation. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. The morning after, right here on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Brady Hicks and... Homeboy Rap Boy here. I tell you what, we got a good show right here in the afternoon at 12 o'clock. Eastern Standard Time on the VOC Nation. Talking wrestling, football, news, whatever's going on in the world today. VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation radio network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation radio network.